What is up, guys? You're listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined as always by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what's going on? Nothing much, Shamari. Uh, we've had uh, it's been about 12 days or so since we've last done our podcast, but um, seems as if in those 12 days, plenty has happened in the Star Wars universe. We had a uh, a, a major announcement coming from Lucasfilm on the cast of Episode Nine, something that we've been waiting for for months now. People expected it to come over the last couple of months. Um, we finally have that, so we'll break that down and some of the major announcements that came along with that announcement. Um, and then there's also a lot of stuff on this uh, this John Favreau uh, live action. Uh, Star Wars television series that we're supposed to be getting on the new Disney streaming service. Um, we don't know a whole lot about that. At least we didn't know a whole lot about that going into this week. But through a lot of different sources and reporting, we now know a ton more about that show. So we'll also be talking a lot about that. So I'm, I'm super excited to talk about all this stuff now in the Star Wars universe. Yep. We got a lot of stuff to go into. Um, uh, the biggest of which, uh, as you mentioned, we got a, cat, a cast listing finally for episode nine. Um, and I guess the biggest news from the cast listing is that Carrie Fisher, um, will be making an appearance in episode nine. Um, so that is, uh, so that's, that's real. It's really happening, you know? Yeah. So. We don't know exactly how it's going to be done, but we're hearing that um, uh, they're going to they're going to be using unused footage from the Force Awakens, or that's what they said in on in the Star Wars dot com press release. So, and for what I've heard, I believe also Last Jedi. Um, uh, I, I think I heard that, that as they, well. I don't think that was part of their press release, but I think that might have been mentioned by someone else too. That they also got right. footage from Last Jedi. Yeah, I think I heard that also. Um, I mean, why not? You know, <laughs> if you're gonna use it from Force Awakens, yeah, use what you can use. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, and J.J. Abrams it gives like a brief a brief explanation of what what led to, you know, them deciding to use Carrie Fisher again. He says, uh, "We desperately love Carrie Fisher. Finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us." We were never going to recast or use a CG character. With the support and blessing from her daughter, Billy, we have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in Episode 9 by using unseen footage we shot together in Episode 7. So, that's what we're hearing right now from JJ. So, I guess we'll talk about Carrie Fisher first before we get to the rest of the cast. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about her first. There's a, there's a, there's a lot to talk about with the rest of this cast, but yeah. we can get to Carrie first. Um, I don't. If they're using unused footage, I don't know how big of a role. She's probably not going to be that big of a role. I honestly. can't imagine they can. They, they, I don't think they can do they that. They have, you know. I don't think they got more whole than vaults. Five minutes, yeah. Yeah, you know that that is like that they want to use that It'll they can't fit. use. Yeah, yeah. So like. It's not going to be a big role. It's going to be footage from episode seven. It's going to be flashbacks, probably nice flashbacks. Yeah. But flashbacks, you know, emotional, something to get people crying in the theaters. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, like I think that's what, um, I think that's what they're going for here. 
and Carrie's brother, brother Todd, um, Todd Fisher, he basically credits J.J. Abrams. He's like, you know, he says, oh, J.J., you know, knows what he's doing. He decided he wanted to use Carrie, <laughs> use Carrie Fisher. And, you know, I, you know, he said that, you know, I knew my sister would, you know, come back and, and, and all that stuff. And, you know. And of course, you know it's it's good that you know they're get they're able to um, fully uh, finish her story in that when way. You, I, I just laugh only because when you talk about like him being so high on JJ Abrams, I just think about like yeah. what if this was Colin Gerardo? You know, would he be like we're so we're so excited to see Colin Gerardo? I mean, yeah. it's almost like a it's like a slight dig. Like, oh yeah, we're so glad JJ doing the movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it's certainly not intentional. On his part, but it just felt like a backhanded jab. Well, I, um, yeah, probably not intentional. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Carrie Fisher come back. I mean, this is something that we've talked about for a while. And, oh, it's been dissected. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, ever we, since and, episode eight, yeah, exactly, it's been dissected as to how and, they will transition her character. Yeah, nine. and we don't know still what they're gonna do. Yeah, with um, regards to Le- the character of Leia right, in episode right, right. nine. For me, I'm, well, I'll say this. One, I'm not, I don't entirely believe J.J., no disrespect, when he says that they were never going to recast or use a CG character. He almost says that as if that was never on the table, or that was never a conversation that they had. And I would be shocked if there was never a conversation of, that was an option, of should we do CG, should we do, should we recast the character? And then they came to the conclusion that this was the best way to go about it. I imagine that's how it really went down as opposed to um, them never even broaching that. But besides that, the only I guess issue I, would, I have with this is that I know about this. I would have rather them not said anything or just said Carrie Fisher will, will return and not tell how she's going to return. And I mean, not knowing that this was all unused footage from episode nine, I understand the question is going to be asked, and that's episode, why they did episode this. seven. Yeah, for I mean, for episode nine and episode seven. Yeah, or from episode seven. I understand they know the question is going to be asked all up until the movie comes out, so they probably like let's just get this out of the way now so that we're not feverishly asked how is Carrie Fisher back? How is Carrie Fisher back? How is Carrie Fisher back? And and look. People were smart enough to where people probably would have came up with this conclusion anyway. But I just know that now I'm going to be watching every single, especially if she's in the movie a lot, I'll be watching every single scene she's in saying to myself, this was unused footage from episode 7 or unused footage from episode 8. It's not going to ruin the movie. I'm glad that she's back. It's just, I just would have preferred that I hadn't known because now I'm going to be watching for how they integrated this this unused footage I'll be saying, oh, this feels a little weird, this shouldn't have been there. We'll see how they, maybe they do it in such a seamless way that it makes complete sense and it ends up being great, but, um, I mean, that's my only gripe, but, I, it's, if this is executed well, then more power to them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't think they've earned the, uh, uh, because The Last Jedi was so, um, you know, divisive among fans right. of the franchise. I don't, I don't know if they could have afforded to just been completely silent with All regards right. to how they're going to use Carrie Fisher's likeness. 
in episode nine. Um, so I think I think they made the right decision and just coming out and saying, hey, this is how we're going to use her. You know, we're using old footage. We're going to read you're going to cut it up. We're going to see how we can make it fit in this movie. So that's what they're going to do. I think it makes sense. Um, I think it's a respectful way to put it together, you know, instead of just recasting or using CG. So I just think I think this is overall a, uh, a good move on their part. Um, so we can get to some of the rest of this cast. I mean, we got so we can start with the returning cast members. So we got, of course, we got Ray, Finn, Kylo Ren, well, and Poe. Not the, and we got the characters. Yeah, you know, um, you know. Next on the list is uh, uh, surprise, surprise, Mark Hamill. So Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker will be in Episode Nine. We don't know in what capacity. We're assuming a Force ghost of some kind. You know. Whether he'll be, you know, just Ben Kenobi showing up, whether it'll be his voice, or whether he'll be like Yoda, you know, shooting lightning and doing all this other crazy stuff, you yeah. know, <laughs> using force powers and doing all this stuff. We don't know what he's going to do, you know, but but uh, Luke Skywalker will be in Episode Nine. Um, I mean, we got Anthony Daniels, C-3PO, Lupita Nyong'o, Donald Gleason, Kelly Marie Tran, um, Billy Lord... You know, and uh, uh, of course we got um, someone that we mentioned before, Billy D. Well, he's not—he's kind of sort of a returning cast member. I mean, he's right. new cast member for the sequel trilogy, but we got Billy D. as um, Lando Calrissian. Um, so those are the—that's the returning cast. So we're getting all the all the familiar faces coming back. Billy D. is going to show up. We talked about him before, so I'm not going to go too deep into yeah. into uh, that. But you know, we're excited that Billy D is going to be showing up again. We got some new cast members. Um, one of them is a British actress named Naomi uh, Naomi Aki, uh, best known for her role in 2016's Lady Macbeth. I have not seen that movie. Um, not doesn't fit my. Uh, yeah, we don't fit the demographic. Yeah, we're not before. you know drama, yeah. big drama people, but. <laughs> um, but I know, uh, I know Macbeth is a very, very uh, famous, yeah, it's popular story. Very popular story. So, um, I'm sure there's some uh, talent going on with her. And we've got Richard E. Grant, who I mean, if you've seen Logan, he was uh, he played Xander Rice. Yes. So I mean, I thought he did a decent job in that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah. So. And on the Star Wars show, they also seemingly confirmed that Carrie Russell. Will be in the movie because yeah. has let it slip. That yeah, apparently Andy cast. Gutierrez. <laughs> she, was, she was she was mentioned in the press release. Yeah, it was not mentioned in the press release, but apparently Carrie Russell's going to be in the movie. Um, so she's another new cast member. Uh, you know, everyone, and that's this is a whole other topic. Everyone saying Ray's mom. Yeah. You know, uh, well, I don't think anyone said Sabine, but I'm sure someone. I'm sure yeah, someone, someone said. Yeah, I'm like, sure someone like out there has said Sabine. Carrie Russell, Sabine. It'll come off. <laughs> you'll see all the fan Russell's art. Playing Sabine. Yeah, you'll see all the fan art, all the you know fan fiction. If put Carrie Russell on Soko, you probably get some. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, but Carrie Russell's gonna be in the movie. We got everyone saying um, that she's gonna be Ray's mom. That's everyone's guess. It seems people on other Star Wars shows saying, "Oh, I think she's gonna be Ray's mom." That's my guess. It's like everyone's that's, saying. I mean, look, that's mom. what we all hope. But in reality, it'll probably end up being like she'll probably just end up being like a first order, you know, general or something. Yeah. 
insignificant. You know, yeah. Another Huldo. And, and, and it's funny. Shout, shout out to Rebel Force Radio, but they uh, <laughs> they're like, we finally get to see the, we get finally get to see those drunks. <laughs> yeah, <I> know, <laughs> right? parents. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the drunks. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, man. I mean, we, so yeah, it's weird, you know. I mean, if they're really drunks, you know, that don't matter. Why are we getting so excited about who's going to be cast as? Uh, oh, another one, uh, Mara Jade. Oh yeah, Mara Jade. Everyone's saying she's Mara Jade. Well, people are saying that that Mara Jade is Ray's mom, so it's That's the true. same. Yeah, it's the same theory. Some overlap in that theory. <laughs> so I don't know. That that absolutely does not work for me. Either of those. Well, I wouldn't say Ray's mom. Ray's mom, I wouldn't mind. Mara Jade does not work for me. Yeah, she doesn't fit in this story. Luke is dead already, so no one's getting that payoff. Um, it just she just wouldn't fit here. So it, it it can't be Marjade. There's no I I give that a zero. There's a zero percent chance that that's gonna happen. <laughs> there is no chance, none that she is Marjade <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Zero. <laughs> not any kind of oh Mary Joe. No, she's not Marjade in any way, shape, or form. Not even a retelling of the character. No, she's not yeah. Marjade. Um. Yeah. Soka is. Not super popular, but there are a couple of people throwing out there Ahsoka. There's no way she's be Ahsoka. Um, That's another one that's zero percent. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, my biggest takeaway from this cast list, other than the whole Carrie Fisher stuff, is the fact that Mark Hamill's back and that mm-hmm. it was announced. Um, if Carrie, if Mark Hamill is in this movie, and it's just a cameo, I don't think they announced him as part of the cast. If he's in it, just as a Force Ghost, for like two scenes, three scenes, I don't think they announce it. Um, because what do you get out of him coming back? It doesn't have the shock value of of him coming back and you telling us. Because it doesn't have the shock value of like saying, or at least very much alluding to the fact that Darth Vader will be in Rogue One. Because, like... That is like, oh, we need people, to, we need butts in the seats, so we're going to tell people Vader's in Rogue One, so that people come to see his movie and are prepared to see Vader, and plus they knew that they had something good with Vader in Rogue One, so they were pretty confident in that, as you can tell. Um, but if this is just a cameo, why would you, you don't need to use Mark Hamill to get people to go see this movie, people can go see it, whether or not he's a force ghost in the movie or not. Um, so... With that being said, that leads me to believe that maybe Mark Hamill is playing a fairly significant role in this movie. I think he is. You know, he may not be like in the movie. Yeah, he's not going to be like running around. With maybe Ray he's con- maybe he's like Zod in Man of Steel, where he's showing yeah. up fairly frequently. I mean, that's that's pretty much what I assume is going to be the case. I think he's going to be in the movie, talking to Ray and others. Maybe. Yes, Skylar Ren. He will be in the movie, like. Talking to them, yeah, trying to influence what is happening. Like, uh, who's the guy from uh, Power Rangers? Z- Zord- Zordon yeah, or whatever. Zordon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the giant face. Uh, yeah. Oh boy, that's uh, boy. That's going way back. Brian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so we got it. We got the cast for episode nine. They started filming August first, so. We shall see uh, what they have for us next uh, next summer. Is it still coming out next summer? Episode nine. Yeah. Uh, 
gonna say that's yes. That's fast, man. They're gonna pump yeah, this yeah. joint out in, a, in a, less than a year. Yeah. All right. It's so not December. Is it? I thought it was the summer, but I'm not. Let me double or check. Was it May. I thought it was December. No, I think it is May. They did. Didn't want to push it back. But it was yeah, I believe it's the summer. Oh no. No, yeah, it's December. Whoops. Yeah, I let, whoops. <laughs> I slipped up on that one. And then you know, all these Marvel and then I was Star thinking about, Wars. I was thinking about uh, Celebration when you mentioned it. Yeah, you're like, right. So, wait, so Celebration is after Episode 9. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, yeah, so that's a winter one. So, yeah, never mind. So they're not rushing it. <laughs> I was like, wow, they're going to crank this show out really quickly <laughs> for, the, for the finale, the big finale. But, no, yeah, it's, uh, so, yeah, they have plenty of time. But the countdown has officially started, so we got episode nine coming next winter, um, and of course, uh, everyone is looking forward to that. So we'll keep you guys updated with all the news with regards to that. So we have some more big news about uh, John Favreau's live action show. So all, all of a sudden, we start getting all this news about John Favreau's show. I don't think that's an accident. You don't think that's an accident? Well, well, I think it's not an accident since that stuff is probably happening. The wheels are in motion on that show. All right, well, you can explain what that means in a minute. Yeah. But, uh, so apparently Favreau is getting a $100 million plus budget. You know, they're throwing a lot of money into this John Favreau live action television series that takes place in the Star Wars universe. On the and service. on the streaming services. So it's coming out late 2019. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, the you know. Like the show hopefully comes out. Well, yeah, hopefully, launch, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could only hope. I mean. <laughs> show, because of the budget, it's not coming out until 2020. I know, right? Yeah, 2022 or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. But, you know, it, it, the earliest it could come out is late 2019 yeah. when the streaming service comes out. And, you know, we're getting details about the plot as well. So we're not just getting details about the budget. So apparently... The show is going to take place, and this is just based on... This is still very much rumor territory. But apparently it's going to take place on Mandalore. And it's going to take place after Return of the Jedi. Um, And it'll be about Mandalore uh, trying to... um, uh, I guess come back to its... Return to its former glory, I guess you could say. Yeah. And like become a civilization again after the empire just kind of um, uh, left their world kind of in 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 shambles. Yeah, this is coming from uh, the, Clone, the Clone Wars and the Empire, I guess combined. Just yeah, it's coming from making Star Wars. Yeah, this is coming from making Star Wars. It's so it's this about is basically the restoration of Mandalore. Yes. So this is a very. Uh, this is all very big news. Um, I have a lot to say about it, but first, Kendall, you can explain what you were talking about before. Well, yeah. The idea right now is that this show... We have all this... We're making Star Wars has found out. And this... To be fair, I, I'm giving them the scoop, but this really came out... This was like four or five days before this news came out. There was a Reddit post that had suggested the same Reddit. stuff. <laughs> so uh, I'll give that guy the credit. I don't know his name or his account or whatever, but whoever it was, he had the scoop at making Star Wars, later confirmed it or re-reported it themselves. Uh, but 
I don't think it's a coincidence that the New York Times comes out with this report about a $100 million budget, which the only TV show right now we know with that type of budget is Game of Thrones, which is, happens to be coming to an end soon. And then we also get the tweet, I forget the gentleman who tweeted this, but uh, that he's hearing, or some you know insider is saying that he's hearing that it's going to be higher than $100 million, the budget, and that there will be made some major surprises that come along with this television series. I just don't think it's a coincidence that all this stuff is starting to happen at the same time. It just makes me think that all this stuff, like the show is starting to get put into place. Ideas for the show, they're probably calling out people for the cast. They, I think they have the concept. I mean, they had the concept when they agreed to it, but now they're really starting to come along with it. And I believe I had also heard that maybe Filoni and Favreau have had some... Because Filoni, I believe, is working on this series as well. Mm. And that they they they've had some creative differences in coming up with this with the story for the show. Uh, now, if you take into account into account that it's going to take place on Mandalore, it would make sense for Dave Filoni to be involved, given his work with Mandalore and Star Wars Rebels, or not Star Wars, well, Star Wars Rebels, but more Rebels, importantly, Rebels and the Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Um, now, the other, and if they had creative differences, at least initially. That wouldn't surprise me as well because Filoni, you know, again, had a story that he's told on Mandalore. They may want it to go a certain way. Now, the other interesting part about this is that some people have speculated on what the story is and whether or not it will include Sabine and Ahsoka Tano's story that ended from Rebels. And people have talked about that Filoni being involved may lead, may add credence to that theory that those two characters may be involved in this series because um, both t- the end of the epilogue of Rebels and this series take place right after Return of Jedi. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, it's definitely possible. Uh, I mean, they haven't, at this point, they have enough money to do anything. And if this, if, if they're really throwing they, all they this, have, they have enough money to do whatever they, they, they do want. Do whatever they want at this point. I mean, what the they game, of, what Game of Thrones is doing, they're throwing way more money into this. They could do whatever they want. Yeah. So you know, I mean, they could make whatever they want. They could have as many uh, Togrudas and Twi'leks and all these other aliens running around. They could do whatever they want. So, I mean, so yeah, I mean, so if they throw Ahsoka in the show, they could put an Ahsoka in the show. They could cast an Ahsoka <laughs> and have Ahsoka in this show with her lightsabers cutting people down. If they, if that's what they so, if that's what they chose to do, um, uh, and they and they could have it look good and not cheap, yeah, because they have the budget for it now. Let me just read you the the quick synopsis that Make Star Wars had. They said that Mandalore. They said that it takes place three years after Return of the Jedi. Their sources say. And that uh, when the Empire falls, Mandalore falls into a state of turmoil, and the series is about restoring Mandalore to its former self, and how Mandalore sways will have a huge will have huge galactic ramifications. That last sentence I feel like is relevant because some people may say, "Why do we care about Mandalore, or why is it even on Mandalore to begin with?" But if the way Mandalore sways has galactic ramifications. Does that suggest that this is a very this is more high stakes than maybe you may initially think? Yeah, I mean, when I first heard this news, I was wondering why it was taking place on Mandalore, right? Because I didn't know why they would. 
I mean, especially if they're putting all this money into it, why would they limit themselves to one planet? Right. You know, it doesn't make any sense. It is called Star Wars, and you're going to limit yourself to one planet that has to, like, rebuild itself. The Mandalore Tales. Yeah, like, that doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense. So, um, I mean, my hope is that, that when they're using Mandalore, that it is um, similar to how they use Lothal and Rebels in that Mandalore is, sure, it's kind of probably the starting place and the ending place and a, a, a very familiar, has a familiar kind of feel to it. It's kind of like the home of the series, but they still go other places and they, and they do, then the characters, whoever the characters are, um, you know, they aren't just on Mandalore, you know, even if they're Mandalorian. Um, so yeah, um, that's my hope. And I'm wondering, um, who the characters are for this series? Are they Mandalorians? We're gonna have Mandalorian main characters now. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to that. The Mandalorians are a very interesting, uh, a very interesting culture. So, I'd I'd be down for uh, for a show like that. But it's just it's interesting that they're choosing Mandalore. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm really shocked. I'm I surprised to the point where I don't even know if I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like that they put this much money, and that your yeah. pitch to Bob Iger or whoever is <laughs> putting this much money into this, oh, Mandalore is rebuilding itself after the Empire. That's what you're gonna do? Give two hundred million dollars to or whatever? Yeah. For uh, for your television series. And also remember, John Favreau, I believe, uh, did a voice on the Clone Wars. Uh, and if that's the case, yeah, that yeah, would also, you're right. Uh, you would also have that relationship with Dave Filoni. You would also maybe have some familiarity with the Mandalore story from his time working on the Clone Wars. Um, and I, it's just interesting that, like you said, they go to Mandalore when there's a lot of there are a lot more flashy Star Wars stories they could have told with this money. You could have done uh, any of these books that have been like or any of these e- extended universe stories that have been ballyhooed you could have done Darth Bane you could have done Old Republic you could have done uh Revan I mean all these stories and I mean they would have been loved by Star Wars fans um, yep. people would have lost their minds if they said that that's what was going to be on the streaming service um you could have done you could have done Thrawn again if you wanted to uh, you could have done, I mean, it's, you could have done the Luke Skywalker Academy show if you really wanted to. Uh, there are a lot of ideas that they could have done, but they decided we're going to do Mandalore. Uh, why? Makes me think that they are very confident in the story they're going to tell. Because maybe the, while other stories could have been, and they could have made great shows, but they also would have been more flashy. Maybe they weren't as sure about how to tell those stories. But mm. if Filoni and, more importantly, John Favreau are confident that this Mandalore story can work, then I, I then it makes sense for me. Um, mm-hmm. Because you don't put $100 million into something that you don't think is going to make money. It, it just makes no sense. And Mandalore, on name alone, isn't going to make you money. It's not. If it's called Star Wars and Mandalorian Tales... You're not gonna. People aren't just gonna line up to see that. 
Now, if you if that's what it's called, and you show a trailer and it's like crazy stuffs happening and it's a crazy conspiracy, people are like I have to see this new Star Wars show. Now people are gonna watch it, and it's like oh, it's Game of Thrones in the Star Wars universe. People are gonna watch it, and now that that'll be money well spent. So, I mean, I, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna watch it. Obviously, you're gonna watch it, but um, it'll be interesting to see if they can get other people to as well. Yep, that'll be definitely that'll definitely be very interesting to see. Hopefully, we get more news on this so we can confirm or deny whether this is actually a Mandalorian um, story. But we have more news regarding the Disney streaming service. Um, so apparently, this, the streaming service is launching in 2019, which we may have actually said earlier on this podcast, I believe. Um, but it is launching in earlier, in, uh, launching late in 2019, um, and there's going to be no pre 2019 Star Wars content. So. Uh, and that is because Disney does not have the rights, the TV rights, the cable rights specifically to uh, Star Wars. So they can't just put the Star Wars movies on their streaming service. Um, they're in, in the process of trying to buy back the rights from uh, Turner. So the TNT, TBS, who frequently air the Star Wars movies, um, they own the rights on cable. Disney wants to get the rights. So they could put the Star Wars movies on their streaming service, which, um, uh, which I believe is a worthy endeavor, of course, since they they now own Star Wars, and they own Lucasfilm. So, I mean, I think it just makes sense, all the sense in the world to just put them all on one streaming one, uh, put them all on one streaming service, and I would I would watch it endlessly if it's just on a streaming service. Um, I mean, I'd watch the movies. I'd just like. Yeah, and just you know, just flick. Oh, I'm yeah, bored. Just, I want to watch. Yeah, you just have it on the background. Force Awakens or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not watching it. Like better than nothing. Yeah, you know. Um, so episode nine is going to be on there, but everything before episode nine will not be on there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about that. Kind of. Um. Yeah, I mean, part of me is glad. Yeah, I mean, look. I mean, I know the, the Disney streaming service is going to be good. You don't want Disney to own everything? But yeah, part of me is like, look, there is some, the, the, the spread the wealth a little bit. Sometimes it, it is convenient when, you know, you have your channel flipping and then all of a sudden you see Star Wars is on, on TNT or TBS and you say to yourself, well, what's this? Um, if all these movies now are being swooped up, all the Marvel movies going to the streaming service, all the Star Wars movies going to the streaming service... All the DC movies going to the DC streaming service. None of them are going to come on TV anymore. And now half those channels are a complete waste of time. So I don't know. You know, part of me is like, I'll, look, I'll still be able to see these movies at some point. Whether it be, you know, through a streaming service or on TV. Uh, but at the same time, I see the value in it being available at any time. It's, in theory, it's just more more accessible if it's on streaming service. So it goes either way for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I'd much rather have it on the streaming service just because, like, no commercials. Yeah. That's my thing. It's always these commercials. So, and they weren't filmed that way. They weren't meant to be watched that way. <laughs> I don't know. I'm very particular like that, but I don't want to see it with these weird random breaks and commercials. Yeah. It just takes me out of the movie completely. So I'm looking forward to Disney hopefully getting... I mean, they already own Lucasfilm. Like, you might as well just <laughs> yeah. just get the movies, put them on a streaming service, and call it a day. Um, 
So next piece of news has to do with Star Wars Resistance. Yeah, last piece of news for today. Yep. So Star Wars Resistance will be uh, will be worked on by Polygon Pictures, or has been worked on. I guess it's, they already started working on yeah. it. Has been worked on by Polygon Pictures, who has done the they've done the Tron uh, movie. Tron Uprising show. Or Tron show. Sorry, not the movie. Yeah, not the no, movie. Not the action. movie, guys. Oh, we got a movie. A live action movie. Do the show. Oh yeah, man. It was not that movie. Um, but no, they did not. Not the Tron movie. The Tron TV show, and they worked on the Godzilla um, movies that are on Netflix right now. The Clone Wars as well, and the Clone Wars. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, this is. Uh, uh, this is good news, I think. Um, I mean, I think they they do a good job, you know, animating. Um, so we so with with that news, we kind of have a good idea of what it's gonna look like. I yeah, think. I mean, remember when I saw the picture, the first yeah, thing you said, said was, it was it looks like Tron. Uprising. You said yeah, that's the first Which thing. Which is you said. weird because I've only seen like two or three episodes of that show. I never think about that show at all. It was a decent show. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I was thought <laughs> it was any type of memorable for me. So when I saw something that looked just like Tron Uprising, I had to point it out that wow, this looks like Tron Uprising. You know. Yeah, I'm surprised you were so on the point, so on the money with that. Yeah, like, I just kept saying it was just so it was weird. It was like it looks like a little bit like Legend of Korra, but it almost looks more like Tron Uprising, and it makes sense now that they're working on the same. Uh, they have they have the same also Transformers Prime, another. Uh, show they've worked on right which i can see that as well but i mean it's a, it's a nice resume of, of shows in terms of animation at least uh this had nothing to do with the story but um clone wars it being closer to clone wars and rebels uh also makes sense um i imagine the studio is doing clone wars again uh for the new season um but no, I, I just I just find it. I just thought it was interesting that uh, I thought it looked like Tron Uprising, and it did in fact be made by the same studio doing Tron Uprising, or they did Tron Uprising. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and um, and like it looks good, you know. It doesn't look just like, you know, um, it doesn't just look weird, yeah, you know. It it looks it better may- than Tron. I, I don't know if you've seen like. <laughs> no, yeah, I've seen pictures of Tron. Yeah, like if you like if you watch that show, like the animation on that show isn't great. Yeah. I'll be the first to tell you, like <laughs> if, if you told me Star Wars Resistance was gonna look exactly like Tron Uprising, I'd be like, uh I'd be disappointed. I'd be straight up disappointed. Yeah, I'd be like that show is just looks super weird. It's old. Yeah. Everyone is gray. <laughs> uh, well, me, me, and, me and Henry were watching that today. We were watching Tron Uprising because we were we were talking about resistance and like everyone in that show is gray. It's like so weird. And Yeah, that yeah, that show needed a lot of work. But I mean they got better over time and they've come out with better things since then. Yeah, I mean basically um, yeah, every other show that was on that list is like good, good animation. Yeah, you know, I mean they they've uh they've improved their resume. So I think they're learning. <laughs> and um uh I think we're gonna have some really good stuff on our hands with uh yeah, these kids. Yeah, yeah. Kendall's showing me now some footage of Tron Uprising, and uh, yeah, but that was like five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I said, that was, was it was a while ago. ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. 
you know, the characters are proportioned very weird, very weirdly. So, um, still animated. Like well. I said, everyone has the know. same skin tone. Yeah, everyone has the great. same kind of skin tone. It's all kind of the same. Now I understand they wanted to contrast, like the lights, the yeah, very bright, colorful concept that Tron is, and they wanted to contrast that by having the actual people be just gray. Yeah, and maybe it has to do with the story as well and the people uh, that yeah. there. I Give guess. Them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> they, they I'm not. The I'm not a Tron right? expert. Any of you guys know Tron? Any anyone out there that's a Tron? person that just wants to correct us by all means please do <laughs> yeah, tweet at you, yes um uh so i guess just uh just last you know bit of news oh boy <laughs> show me a little more tron feels like an alien yeah not an alien, mm, yes that's not that's not looking good um but yeah last bit of news i mean i've been, i've caught up in the poe dameron comic poe is doing a lot of interesting things right now where they're now in the post Last Jedi um, era, so we're getting our first look at post the Last Jedi yeah. content, and they're uh, basically telling the story of where Snap Wexley, um, Jess Pava, and uh, Kare Kun are, um, along with this the uh, Linda something I forget I forget her name this blue skinned uh, alien. That Poe meets in the Poe, in the earlier in the comic series, but the the four of them are missing because Leia sent them on a mission. That's why they weren't in the Last Jedi. So, um, so like they're just they're totally MIA. Um, apparently, they they were basically sent to find uh, planets to join the Resistance, because of course with the Hosni, uh, the whole Hosnian Prime, you know, Starkiller Base situation. They're running very low on allies and support. Um, whatever support they had in the Senate is probably gone at this point. <laughs> um, you know, they end up on this planet with this guy, who, this king, who, or, you know, prospective king, who ends up using them to uh, gain more power. So he says, oh, I need you as an escort. And as an escort, he ends up killing his political rival. They end up helping him kill his political rivals. And then he rides us to power, and then he tells them, um, oh, I used you guys, you know, and why would I rise up against the First Order? Why would I ever do that? Um, you know, so, um, I guess, it's a spoiler alert, but it's, the, 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 this story itself is not that important. <laughs> so I don't think I'm ruining anyone's life by, by revealing this. But, um... But it's just to show that they are having trouble finding people to join the resistance. But that's why they're not in the Last Jedi. So I think that's very fascinating. And they're still out there looking for people. So they're, the only reason Poe's telling this or that we're getting this story is because Poe got a distress. They got well, kind of, sort of like a distress signal from them. Um. So. So yeah, they're kind of out in the e out in the ether. No one really knows what, where they are right now or what they're doing, but we're finding out through this comic series. They also have a little thing where where Poe and, and not Poe, uh, where BB-8 and R2-D2 are actually like speaking to each other. Like they have the dialogue bubbles up, and one is orange and one is blue for like the whole comic, and you don't know who who's talking. Yeah. And then at the end, you see it's BB-8 and uh, and R2-D2. 
and BB-8 is like re- telling R2-D2 the story of how they took out Starkiller base yeah. and stuff. It's funny because BB-8 sounds a little like Poe almost. It's very funny. Yeah. At first I thought it was Poe, and then it was like, yeah. oh, and then me, Poe, and the rest of this, this squadron went in to do the mission, da 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 and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> you know. He's like, this is this thing is like a planet killer, and then the blue one is like, yeah, I know what that's like, and BBA's like, oh, whoops, kind of thing. It's just like, it's just weird. The banter, which is very fun, um, but yeah, man, it's this is such a good comic. It's very, I'm super impressed. I'm really sad that pose the comic itself is coming to an end very soon. That's why. That's why it is. Because it's getting into post last Jedi territory. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> at some point they they can't go well. any further than that. That leave that stuff up to books in episode nine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's all that I, all that we got for this show. Um, I mean, I'm still getting through Thrawn. Uh, I I may be done with it. I'd say I'm about a quarter of the way through now. It's very good. It's very very good. Um, and and I don't even think I've gotten to the quote unquote good parts yet. But I stars I still already like it. So I'm 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 very high on this book, and it's a Timothy Don book. So I'm sure I'll like the rest of it. But I may be done with it by the next time we do the podcast. I mean, who knows? Sometimes when when these books get into their when it gets to the meat and potatoes of the book, it's hard, a lot of times it's hard for me to stop. Yeah. So I might be done with it in a week. Uh, who knows? Um, but either way, I'll still be listening to that. So be on the lookout. I will. Um, give you guys a review of that as soon as i possibly can and hopefully um uh, i'm sure we'll get more news in the coming weeks um but i'm very excited to hear more about about this uh about this favaro situation so (laughs) so hopefully we hear more about that uh as well and we can keep you guys updated on that uh but that will do it for this uh podcast so uh i guess that's it so for Kendall and Shamari, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.